Welcome in, everybody. It's the Inside Columbia Basketball Podcast presented by Vandewater. I'm one of your co-hosts, Kyle Matrician, joined this week by my good friend and pal and buddy and cohort and co-worker. Got all the titles in there. Mike Kowalski. Mike, how you doing? Great. Good to be here. I'm here for this part and part two. You'll be That's right. Michael. Michael. So viewership will go through the roof once again once you see his lovely face. Can't wait to see those numbers go through the roof. Pat Desir, as he just said, uh, we've got women's basketball coming up first for everybody. It's going to be two, the other two first years that we did not talk to uh, two weeks ago. So this week we have Eden Gaynor from West Virginia, and we have Nicole Stevens from Ohio joining us for the women's basketball segment. And Pat Desir will be with us for that segment. And then following that, we'll talk to two of the men's basketball juniors, Ike Nweke and Ben Milstein, who are both, they're both uh, on campus now, right? Yep. Yep. All right. Both uh, participating in phase athletic activity. So we'll get to talk about that. It's a good uh, part two if you're a big basketball head. If you want to get into the nuts and bolts of running a college offense and things like that, you might learn a couple things. Then we have fun with everybody like we normally do. So good, good mix of, of heavy topics and lighter topics. But we'll get to that shortly. That's right. I learned what horns was today. I learned what horns was. I'm curious. Uh huh. What's I? I never knew. I just I always heard I always heard that terminology used. You know, and I'm just like, is everybody running the same play, or is something different here? You know, like if Mike, like if the, if I see a coach on the floor yelling run yelling horns, I'm like, do I automatically know what they're running? Not necessarily. I mean, I thought you were gonna go with another thing. Like you see, everybody runs like a Lakers or like a Knicks or something like that. I thought that's where you're gonna go with that. But no, I went horns. Horns is in my head. Yeah, all good. Yeah. All right. Well, we're gonna hear from women's basketball next. So stick around. This is the Inside Columbia Basketball Podcast presented by Vandewater. Make a brilliant move to Vandewater, luxury condominium residences in Morningside Heights. Discover an elevated approach to city living. A modern homage to old world elegance. Breathtaking views of the Hudson River, Columbia University, and Riverside Church. Visit thevandewater.com today for more information. That's T-H-E-V-A-N-D-E-W-A-T-E-R.com. New York Presbyterian Hospital is one of the nation's most comprehensive, integrated academic health care delivery systems dedicated to providing the highest quality, most compassionate care and service to patients in the New York metropolitan area, nationally and throughout the globe. New York Presbyterian is consistently recognized as a leader in medical education, groundbreaking research, and innovative patient-centered clinical care. Ranked number one in the New York metropolitan area by U.S. News and World Report and repeatedly named to the honor roll of America's best hospitals, New York Presbyterian has 10 locations in the metropolitan area. For more information, visit nyp.org today. All right, welcome back to the Inside Columbia Basketball Podcast presented by Vandewater. We've got two women's basketball first years, the other two first years uh, that we haven't interviewed yet. We have Nicole Stevens from Pickerington, Ohio, and we have Eden Gaynor from Wheeling, West Virginia. So first of all, Nicole and Eden, thank you so much uh, for joining us today. Of course. Thanks for having us. No problem. And I would be remiss if I didn't say we have our special co-host back this week, Pat Desir. Pat, good to see you, as always. Good to be here, Kyle. My wife just shut the door in the other room and being too loud as she's teaching fourth grade. All right. <laughs> um, so as I said, we have Nicole and Eden joining us today. And the first thing we want uh, you to do, Nicole and Eden, um, you know, I know a little bit about you. Pat knows a little bit about you. But we want you to introduce yourselves to our listening audience. So Nicole, we're going to start with you. You could just give a quick little introduction of yourself, uh, your basketball story, maybe, maybe how you started playing basketball, how old you were, and kind of what ultimately led you uh, to where you are now. All right. So I'm Nicole Stevens. Like you said, I'm from Ohio. Uh, I started playing basketball probably around the age of six. Uh, I have two older brothers, so they kind of beat up on me when I was younger playing. And it's kind of how it started, playing on a little tiny basketball hoop in the living room. So uh, I've gone from there. And then... Um, as you'll find out later, I've played with Eden for about four or five years at AU, so we have a great connection, and now we're- We I'm, found out I'm right here. now. There we go. <laughs> we don't have to find out later. We found out right now. All right, Eden, uh, why don't you give everybody a little introduction of yourself? 
Okay, so I'm Eden. I'm from West Virginia. I'm a guard. Um, so I started playing um, in fifth or sixth grade. And before that, I actually was a competitive swimmer, which no one really knows that. But and um, my brother started playing basketball. And I just started working out with him. And I loved it. So I quit swimming and just started playing basketball. And I just, how old were you at the time when you did that? Uh, I think I was like 13. Okay, so you're like eighth, eighth, ninth grade, something like that. Yeah, it was. It was like seventh. Oh, seventh. Okay, I yeah. forget. I forget how old I was and what grade I was in. <laughs> Continue. Anyway, yeah. So I just started loving it, and then I got on an AU team. I started playing with Nicole, and yeah, we've just been playing together. Um, and yeah, I went to Wheeling Central for high school. Um, won a state championship, so that was fun. So yeah. You mentioned, you both mentioned that you're both on the same AAU team. So, I mean, how far apart did the two of you live from each other? Like, how far is Pickerington from Wheeling? Uh, it's about two-ish hours. Okay. So was the AAU team that you, the two of you played for kind of located in between somewhere, like based in between somewhere or? Um, we had people kind of from all over. Like we had a girl from Pennsylvania, uh, Kentucky, but was, we practiced out like Huntington and Charleston. Okay. Okay. Now, how far was the furthest girl on your AAU team, would you say? How far, how far, how, I mean, how far is too far to travel for AAU to be on a good AAU team? We barely practiced just because everyone was so far away. I think the furthest was probably five, six hours. So we would usually do um, one or two weekends out of the year and we would just practice all day Saturday, spend the night, all day Sunday, just going over plays because we would barely get the chance to practice. Pat, did you, did you, did you do high school sports? A like travel, whatever. Travel uh, ball? Baseball, baseball, baseball. Did I you played, travel uh, a long way to be on travel ball team? Not you, really. That high I played, caliber. I wasn't that high caliber. Okay. I, I wasn't. I wasn't that okay. good. Oh, there was no <laughs> AAU for the bowling or golf team, so you know I didn't. I didn't have to worry about that wasn't traveling too far uh, i played baseball so you know travel baseball but um were you guys um did you guys recruit other other um girls to be on your team or was it like you know pretty much people in the area or people you knew or was it like we need to create like this dream team miami heat situation where like lebron and d wade and you know chris bosh was like on the team where you guys kind of recruited some some of the best girls from around the area um so I remember when I was young, like in seventh grade, I don't think we were on the team yet. And my old AAU team played them and they were all from Huntington. And then I think they slowly sprinkled in like Nicole, me, um, that girl from PA, some Kentucky girls. So yeah, it was like a dream team, I guess. <laughs> how much time would you say the two of you have spent playing together? You know, like how well do you think you know each other's games? Like, do you, and do you feel like that's, going to help you uh, once we start playing basketball again at Columbia? Yeah, I think it'll help. Uh, I mean, she racked in a lot of assists for me. So kind of now like in transition to find Eden on the wing and kick it up to her because usually, you know, she'll knock it down. Yeah, same for me. I just always like, I know where she's going to be and I know that she'll get me the ball and she'll score when she needs to. We're both super competitive. Our whole team was. And I know like at the end of the game, I would completely trust her with the ball. And yeah, we've just gotten really close on the court. Now you said, um, and I hope I don't mix this up. Eden, you lived uh, in the Philly suburbs, right? This, this yep. was it just this semester or was it last semester too? Um, it was all last semester. And then I just moved back last week. Uh, West Virginia. Mm -hmm. All right, Nicole, you've, you've been in Pickerington this entire academic year, correct? So have the two of you been able to like play or practice with each other at any moment over the last year or good you have you two what's the last time you two have seen each other in person. Um, what, last month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she actually stayed with us last semester for a week, me and Paige. So that was okay. fun. We got to work out together and stuff. Okay. All right, Pat, you want to hit them with the with the hard question. So uh, I've been on some Zooms with uh, Coach G and um, she thinks she's like, you know, she can take everybody on. But I want to know between the two of you, who would win in a 1v1 between you guys and Coach G? If we're being honest, I don't think she'll score on us. 
I don't think so. Wow. That was like the next level comment. <laughs> I like the confidence. I like the confidence. Ooh. What do you think the score? What do you think, Nicole? What do you think the end score would be? Well, depends what we're going to. Going to we're going 11. to 11. Well, going she said 11. they're not going to score on him, so I guess 11, 11 is zero. Like 11. <laughs> they're playing the 21 21 0. Yeah, it's. Uh, have you guys seen Coach G in uh, in practice? Or, you know, inter- like have you seen? Have you come to a practice when you were being recruited and seen her in practice at all? Um, I've never seen her like play, but everyone I talk to, like she's like amazing. So she's I would have given I would have given her a couple more points. <laughs> <laughs> well, Nicole, Nicole just went straight zero. So uh, I guess uh, Coach, I think she's listening. Uh, challenge probably most likely actually 100% accepted I believe on her end no, I'll always accept a washed. challenge if I know Megan Griffith by now let coach G know she's washed we're about the same age she's washed it's over for her you gotta <laughs> step aside now let the young guys take over I think uh I think her athletic ability is still a little bit better than yours at this point Pat I'm just gonna just gonna throw that out there I'll play coach G one-on-one. it's the it's the profession it it's the profession that you know you guys have two different professions she's she gets to be a little bit more active you know oh my god um, so you guys pick, you guys had some offers for some other schools. Why did you guys choose Columbia? Why did you guys choose to come to Columbia here in New York? Um, so after my visit, um, I just loved the city. It was just a very big change from Wheeling and I just fell in love with it. And, um, the coaches showed us this whole presentation of like the team and their vision for the team. And I just like really bought into it. I wanted to help them get somewhere and get a championship. Nicole? Yeah, same with Eden. Um, I'd say on my official, um, it was really good to bond with the team and get to know the team. And also, like she said, um, the vision that the coaches have and just wanting to bring championships to the program and change the culture around was pretty big in my decision. Now, when you two were making your decision to come to Columbia, did you know how closely or how close the other one was to committing? Did you both commit at the same time? Did you talk about it with each other? How, how did that go? Um, I was committed, I'd say a couple months before her. Yeah, I wasn't really sure. I didn't, I wasn't really sure where she was leaning towards actually. But when she committed to Columbia, I was like super excited that I would have someone that I like know, you know. Nicole, is this a true story? Yeah. <laughs> true story. What was, uh, should I ask you who was holding you up? We don't, we should we not know? Uh, I just like to kind of like see all the schools and um, kind of see, put myself in each position. So I kind of take longer with my decisions. And you said you, you knew that Eden was committed to Columbia by the time you committed? Yeah. Is that what ultimately sank it in for you, right? A deal breaker. It's a deal <laughs> I know we talked a little bit about who would win a one-on-one coach G versus one of you, but I got to know who's, who's taking it one-on-one Nicole versus Eden. I mean, have you guys like, you know, in practice, just kind of, I would assume at some point just for fun, like a little five minute one-on-one session or anything like that. Um, we've played a little bit. Yeah. It's always just super competitive. I mean, we'll literally go back and forth like the whole time. Yeah, it depends who's hot that day. Wow, Pat, they're pros. That was like a coached answer right yeah, exactly, there. I was, exactly, exactly. I was coached. You know, I don't even need to bring him into media training at this point. I mean, that was <laughs> that was professional right there. I thought one of them was going to say, eh, you know, most know, of the yeah, time it's, it's me. It's all, about the, it's all about the team with these two. I can tell already. <laughs> it's all about the team. It's a group, it's a group effort. <laughs> um. So one more question about your recruiting story. As you were being recruited to Columbia, um, did you notice, was there a part, like as you're watching, uh, as you're watching Coach G, whether you're watching the team's uh, play style, uh, like what was it that really you think that did it for you, like in the end that you were like, you know what, I really don't want to miss out on this aspect. And it could be nothing that I just said. It could be that it was New York City or anything like that. And uh, Eden, you, we're going to start with you this time. Um, I guess with the style play, they play really fast, and I like that. I like transition. I like shooting transition threes, so I think that was a deal breaker, and I I just love watching them play. Yeah, I'd say the same thing, but also, like, we're not kind of have to stay inside our position. Like, the post can come out and shoot the three, and we're very versatile as long as 
with um, playing fast as well. So you saw Madison Pack shoot some threes and you were like, yeah, I guess I should. I guess I guess I could see myself playing here. Is that what it was? <laughs> Let's do a little bit more get to know the two of you for our listeners. Uh, maybe a little bit outside of basketball. All right. And uh, Nicole, I'm going to start with you this time. Uh, let everybody know, like, what, what are you, uh, you know, are you a big, like, are you, do you read books? Do you watch TV? Do you do both? Like, which, first let's start there and then I got, and I'll follow. All right. Um, I'm actually a very big sports person. Um, I love watching football, um, like any sports, really sports is always on. And then also, um, being in nature, fishing, going on hikes, uh, kind of outdoorsy person. Nice. Uh, I've kind of gotten into reading books, but it's not my forte. So. Right. I want to I want to get a little bit deeper into the fishing aspect. No pun intended. There, I guess. Um, would you consider yourself like a legitimate fisher? Mm, kind of just do it for fun. Okay. Go with some friends. Don't like mostly like I assume living in Ohio. There's you know we're not we're not deep sea fishing. Uh, maybe deep lake fishing. Yeah. Yeah. You like to. What, What's the, what's the, uh, what, what's your best catch? Um, I don't know. It's kind of been a while. I went only like once or twice last year, just because I couldn't go with friends because of COVID and everything. I mean, so. saying I only went once or twice last year is more than I go in a normal year. So <laughs> same. <laughs> <laughs> I had a terrible experience deep sea fishing two years ago. And uh, I think I, mean, I would go again, but I just, I didn't realize that I got seasick until I went deep sea fishing and the seas were rough. And then I was stranded on a boat for five and a half hours feeling seasick. So word to the word, word to the wise, word of the wise. I don't know. Don't just make, make sure you, you know, if you don't know if you get seasick, take the precautions or else I was just in survival mode for five and a half hours on a boat, just trying to live. Um, you said you like to watch sports a lot. You said sports are always on in the house and you said you like football. So I assume you're a big, you got, you got a college football team. Is it Ohio state being from Ohio? It is, it is Ohio state. Oh, you got any Michigan family or friends that uh, you just never talked to? My grandma's from Michigan. So we're kind of always hard on her these past couple of years since they can't beat us and we're too scared to play us this year. So <laughs> And now we get a little insight into the Stevens household yeah. or the Stevens extended family, I guess. Um, you, you know, Coach Ty's a big Ohio State fan, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. We'll text each other on the weekend sometimes. Nice. Eden, we're going to go over to you now. Uh, same kind of question to start you off. Uh, you know, what do you like to do in your personal time uh, for fun, whether it be read or, you know, you're a big show watcher, Netflix. I know there's a lot of big show watchers on the team, so... Yeah, I actually do read a lot. I haven't been able to read a lot this last year just because of school or whatever, but I've always been a big reader. Um, other than that, yeah, I watch sports, like huge WVU fans, my whole house. Um, hate Ohio State. Oh, um, <laughs> okay. Throw that out. Um, It'd be a little bit more of a rivalry if they were in the same conference, but... Yeah. Well, how do you feel about WVU in the Big 12, by the way? How do you feel about that? Are you like a fan of this or do you wish you were back in the Big East? Um, I actually don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I don't think she's old enough to know that. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> really? Sorry, yeah. you're right. God, I dated myself. When I was in college, WVU was in the Big East. Yeah. Sorry. I graduated well, in 2011. Geez, how old were you? Well, I guess you were only like when were you born? Like 2000? 2001, yeah. 2000, yeah. Oh, jeez. My 10-year-old self did not know that. <sighs> God, I'm sorry, everyone. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just say that. You can just be like, you know, I wasn't old enough, Kyle, and uh, sorry that you're old. <laughs> right, I think I'm just going to keep all of this. This is a great podcast content right here. Um... <laughs> I see you both have volunteer work um, on your bios. Wranglison. Very, very, well, very well written. Um, why don't you guys talk about your volunteer work that you guys have done? Um, so my school always does like a canned food drive and we always get to volunteer and do that. And it's a super cool way to just hang out with friends and you're also helping people. Um, 
also volunteered at my church to do like help with the younger kids so that was always fun I love um helping them and working with them I think younger kids are cool to hang out with Nicole? my school also does a um canned food drive so did that and then helped out like whatever really needed to be done like for example like the library they were cleaning stuff out so I went went over there and helped um get the books off the shelves and transfer it um, I also volunteer at my church as well with the younger kids. And I also um, worked with a special needs little boy with Down syndrome every week for a couple of hours. So that was really fun, kind of engaging with him and helping him with skills he was developing and such. Very nice. Wow, that's very cool. Very nice. How did you, did you uh, just kind of get thrown into that, Nicole? Uh, you said helping out uh, a child with Down syndrome, or was that uh, something that you, you know, one of your friends was doing? Um, How'd you get involved? Well, actually, I have a couple, like my cousin has Down syndrome and my brother's autistic, so I've been around it and they needed some help because the, the main person that was watching him had moved out of state. So I kind of just stepped in and said I could help because I've had experience with it. Very nice. Does it make you, do, like, what do you feel like you bring, like, how do you feel like you, you help in particular because your brother, because your brother is autistic and, you know, you said your cousin, right, has Down syndrome, mm -hmm. right? So, like, what is it that you feel like you provide in that scenario? Um, I guess comfort and just being patient with them, you know. Um, I think patience is huge with um, them trying to explain their feelings and so forth. And then, like, uh, my cousin, all her siblings are older. So, um, kind of when I was younger, she latched on to me a lot. So, uh, I guess just bringing comfort and being patient with them. Very cool. Is there anything that the two of you like either do or something about yourself in particular that's like really that's you think is interesting outside of again outside of basketball like for instance uh, last week we had two men's basketball sophomores on the podcast and one of them said that you know he's really into music and he plays he played the piano and a keyboard in his room and for the first time ever on our podcast we had a live musician play the keyboard for 10 seconds because we didn't want to have any copyrighted music on our podcast. So it's 10 seconds. Um, but through the two of you, I mean, it could be a musical instrument. I don't know if uh, either of you were in the band in high school, like myself and maybe Pat. No? Pat? Oh, God. Sorry. No. Other sorry. band members on sorry. the podcast with me this week. Sorry, sad Kyle. Face. Can I put the, is there a sad face reaction on Zoom right now? No. No, they should have that. They should have that. Um, but Nicole, let's see if I've given you enough time to think. Anything? Uh, oh, she's shaking her head no at me. Anything? Anything about you besides uh, the sports world? Uh, come on, everybody's got everybody's got a little something. I guess kind of since quarantine, I kind of got in, into the stock market and learning about it more. Oh. I picked Everyone, that up. Everybody, Everybody, I know. Me, the thing is, me too. Me, too. like I had never really looked into the stock market outside of my retirement fund. Um, so what have you learned, Nicole? Let's share. This is, you know, this is, this is again, a, this has become a stock podcast. Stockcast. Um, so my brother is a banker. So he's kind of been helping me along the way and like kind of learning, like, don't panic because it's going to go up and down a lot. Yep. Um, so like when it goes down to buy more and kind of reading the chart, I'm still kind of trying to learn that, but uh, getting there. Nice. Nice. What's uh, any tips? Any uh, hot stocks I'm supposed oh, to be looking at? This is not considered insider trading, right? This is not considered. It's not, insider, no, this no. Is just, just, this is just, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're yeah. just having a conversation. <laughs> well, nobody here is an insider, so then it can't be insider. <laughs> this is all outsider trading. Um. Well, Bitcoin kind of had a big drop last week, so I got a little Wait bit more of that. Oh wow! Look at you. She's just she's in the she's in the Bitcoin. She's in the Bitcoin. I don't have any Bitcoin. Just to ask a follow, because I'm new to this, is there a way I'm supposed to be buying the Bitcoin, like through a protective site, or can I just get on like a my Fidelity or whatever and just buy it that way? Um, I use a protected site, but I'm not 100% sure I should be the one answering the question for you. <laughs> no problem. No problem. I like now, what you answer. need to do is get your own windmill and generate know. Bitcoin yourself. That's you really might put something out on the football oh, field. That's maybe. what he is doing stuff. in West Virginia. He's got the windmills. Yep. Pedaling on a bike that's powering the machines to generate more Bitcoin, right? So Eden, 
Anything, uh, anything uh, interesting that you've been up to or you have done in the past? Um, so something I guess no one really knows is um, when I was younger, I went to Honduras for like a medical mission trip. So that was a really cool experience. And I think I'm going to be going again this summer. So I'm really excited for that. Very cool. And so what, what did you do on your first trip? And is it going to be similar to what you're going to do on your second trip? Um, so the first trip, I helped out with the younger kids and was just there as like a mentor, just um, doing fun things with them that they usually wouldn't do. And just, yeah. And um, for this summer, um, I'm going with a group and my dad um, and they're performing surgeries on some of the kids. And so I'll be helping out with that. Is your dad performing surgeries? Yeah, he's a eye doctor, an ophthalmologist. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Very cool. Let's see, uh, well, he's located in West Virginia, so I won't be seeing your dad for my ophthalmology appointments anytime soon, I guess. But um, what did you, what, what did you, how old were you when you first, how long ago was that when you first went to Honduras? Um, I went uh, my eighth grade summer, so going okay. into freshman year. And this will be your first time back mm -hmm. uh, when you go this upcoming summer. How yep. much did you feel like you kind of got out of that personally to kind of do something like that and like... I feel like it kind of gives you a little bit of sense of like how other people in the world live compared to, you know, some of us. Yeah, it was just a really big shock just seeing how different our worlds are. Like these people, like one woman I know walked for probably two days, just walked just so that she could get um, medical attention for her uh, newborn baby. And it's just crazy what people go through compared to like how many blessings that we have here for sure well it's and really awesome it, sorry go ahead. it's other doctors that are there too not just your dad it's like a bunch of i'm assuming it's a bunch of people yes this summer um i think we're going to be going with a group when i went um my eighth grade year it was with my church so it wasn't it was a medical but it was more of um like a medical mission type of Got it. Cool. That's awesome. And it's a, like a really awesome experience that, you know, you're going to have all over again this summer. So, and I know like, you know, each time you do something like that, you definitely learn something from it and you get something different out of it. Cause you're, you know, just for the simple fact that you're going to be like a completely, you know, you're kind of like when you go, when you're like 13, you have like one perspective on your life and everything, but now that you're like in college and you kind of, you know, get more out of it this time too, I would think. So yeah, that's awesome. That's good to hear. All right, Pat. Yeah, so I just wanted to find out what a professional athlete that you guys um, either like or look up to and why. We'll start with Eden this time. Let's start with Eden, yep. Um, so my favorite that I love watching is definitely Steph Curry. Um, so I'm a shooter, so I just love watching him shoot. Like, he can just throw up a shot and make it every single, almost every single time. And he's just an amazing shooter. So I really look up to him with that. Do you take any... Uh threes from 10 feet plus behind the arc i haven't done that but <laughs> from the logo, Maybe from the logo. <laughs> have you have either of you made like a half court buzzer beater or any kind of like long buzzer beater in your uh in your career so far i actually huh? made one when i was in middle school um at the other foul line it was the craziest shot yeah when you were in middle school yeah like I don't know if I could throw it that far when I was in middle school. Yeah, I just kind of chucked it. <laughs> just Did you have one, Nicole? Yeah, last year I had one from the opposite free throw line, and I fit a few half court, like at halftime and stuff. Oh, she just had to make sure she matched it in there. She's like, yeah, I hit one from the opposite free throw line too last year. So. Got a one up. <laughs> She's like, I also hit a few more half courts. It's, I just normally do that <laughs> once or twice a season. You guys you know... Think, you guys know when we get back to practicing, uh, I don't know if uh, they've informed you yet, but they always end the practices with the the half, you know, the half court shots. And it's the first person to make a half court shot, finally, you know, you then practice gets to end. Uh, so keep practicing. Megan, I'll be shooting from the other foul line. Just <laughs> make them. Is that what you're gonna say, Pat? No, I was gonna say the what. If you if you pull up from the logo in a game, do you think Coach G would be happy about that, or would she just be upset? If he made it, maybe. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> if it went in, then she can't. Yeah. Right. Right. 
Well, Nicole and Eden, uh, really appreciate the two of you taking the time to join us today from your various locations. Uh, look forward to seeing the two of you on the court next season. Fingers crossed. You know, I, I you know, it, it better be. I, I don't know. I, I shouldn't even question it. I should just say yes. Next season, we'll see you on the court 100%. We'll see you in practice even before that. So, uh, again, appreciate the two of you taking the time today. Yeah, thank you for having us again. Thank you. Not a problem. And Pat, thank you for joining. Uh, thank you for joining me for this segment. Uh, I don't know if you're joining us for the men's basketball segment, but we will find out in a few minutes. We're going to take a quick break. As Pat likes to say, pay some bills. Pay some bills. Got to pay those when bills. When we come back, we're going to talk to some juniors from the men's basketball program. So stick around. New York Presbyterian Hospital is one of the nation's most comprehensive, integrated academic health care delivery systems dedicated to providing the highest quality, most compassionate care and service to patients in the New York metropolitan area, nationally and throughout the globe. New York Presbyterian is consistently recognized as a leader in medical education, groundbreaking research, and innovative patient-centered clinical care. Ranked number one in the New York metropolitan area by U.S. News and World Report and repeatedly named to the honor roll of America's best hospitals, New York Presbyterian has 10 locations in the metropolitan area. For more information, visit nyp.org today. JAG-1 Physical Therapy is a proud partner of the Columbia Lions. With state-of-the-art rehabilitation equipment and facilities, allow us to develop a specific plan catered to each patient. The JAG-1 team proudly serves the tri-state area with facilities throughout Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, Staten Island, Westchester, Long Island, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. We're here for you. Get back the life you love. Visit www.jag1pt.com. That's J-A-G-O-N-E-P-T.com for more information. At Athletic Brewing Company, we've built America's first craft non-alcoholic brewery. We've created a lineup of award-winning non-alcoholic beers. Our beers are made with organic grains and start at only 50 calories. Athletic beers are perfect for anyone who loves being healthy and active, but also loves to enjoy great-tasting beer with friends. To give us a try, go to athleticbrewingcompany.com and use code ATHLETIC20 for 20% off your first order. Okay, welcome back. I'm back, joined here with Kyle, as always. Right, Pat, Pat unable to join us for part two here. I, I said at the end of part one that he may... Unable to join us for part two, but that's okay. He's really a busy guy. Offered, I didn't. I was not even aware of the offer, so I offered it to him. You know, he might become a more regular host now. I think uh, Pat Pat adds some flair. All right. So we are joined by juniors Ben Milstein, Ike Nweke from the men's team. Uh, guys, welcome. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you for having us. So we talked a little bit last week with Cam and E. You guys just started phase athletic activity. Um, well, just to get your perspectives on how things have been going this last week and what you guys have been up to and what you're able to do right now. Uh, pretty much. Um, we've just been going over the plays um, and doing like a little bit of shooting and some skill work on the side, um, but, but primarily just trying to like get the foundation of the offense in for the new guys because we have five new freshmen. So like not, not being able to, to like practice or to like, do or, or, or to be in the gym um at like during this time right now like kind of like set us back like I would say like, like five six months probably and and with a new incoming class of like five or six freshmen um coming in for next year like we couldn't have like 10 11 people like not know the offense so right now like we've just been trying to just like like hone in and just like beat beat the offense into the freshmen and, and into the newcomers to just like try to just help them learn as fast as possible and like efficiently as possible so it, it, it's just been like a lot of like offensive like schemes and stuff like that as well as um like just doing some skill work on the side to like still keep up with like the, the, the regular routine of of being like in a basketball season pretty much yeah, just echoing what Ike said, um, today actually was my first day back. I was home for a while. So uh, after my quarantine, after getting tested, I was able to 
lift and practice today. So, or uh, do some phased athletic activity today. So I'm happy to be back and to just get back in the groove of things. Very important distinction you made there. <laughs> Phased athletic. It's much different from practice. Uh, that's, that's for sure. That's for sure. Um, so what did you, what exactly uh, were you able to do today though, Ben? Today we basically just lifted. And then after that, we were able to do some shooting drills. So it wasn't anything extensive. I think it was a good rest day for the guys who had been doing more intense things throughout the week. But I, I mean, I enjoyed it. I liked getting shots up and getting a little lift in. How long had it been since you got some shots up in uh, the Dodge Fitness Center? Probably around a year from today. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say. Long. So it's crazy. Yeah. Everything, you know, last season was ending around this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like this is this is the first week of March. I mean, this is this. I think next week this time is the week that it, everything we all got sent home. Yeah, everything was happening. And it's crazy to think about. It's crazy to think about that I've been recording podcasts from this kitchen table. I mean, in front of the Statue of Liberty <laughs> for nearly a year. It's crazy. It's crazy. That's so, Ike, you were talking about getting the offense down, especially for the freshmen and everything. Can you yeah. guys remember what it was like for you when you came in, what, learning the offense? Was it completely different than what you guys had done in high school? It was a complete culture shock. Like, it, it was a complete culture shock, mainly just because, like, I feel like in high school, you, you can get by with, like, not really running that many plays. Like, it, just as long as, like, the, the four of the people that you're playing with, like, kind of play together, you guys can win games and, like, be successful. But in, in college, like, like, only, like, very, like, talented teams, like, can, can, can like, can, can really just like not play any offense and like still win games possibly. But even then, like they still have to have some summons on offense. So for us, it was just completely different because um, I, I had never had to learn more than like 10 plays in high school. And then coming into Columbia, like we have so many plays, like, like our, our, our plays have plays and those plays that have plays have second options. So it's like, so, so, so it was really just like it was it was a complete culture shock because it was like I was walking into something that like I, I, I thought that I knew like, OK, like like I, I, I've, I've like run an offense in high school before, like how hard can it be? And then you come in and everybody's moving so fast, like it's just crazy. So like I like commend the, the like freshmen this year for actually being able to like to like get it down like fairly quickly and like and being able to like pick it up actually because like since we've only been doing like phase activity for like like a week now um like they've been able to like to like progress pretty quickly so it's like been pretty easy going for them but for me it took me like it took me like at least like two three months to learn the offense but like the the freshmen now have, have been doing a great job yeah same thing same thing Ike said um on top of that you have terminology that's really different. Those are some of the really tricky things because some things that you might just call a backdoor cut in high school becomes a completely different term. And there's just so many different things that you have to balance. And at the same time, everybody, again, like knows the offense. The returning guys already know the offense. So it's tough to hop in. But with time, everybody can eventually master it, I think. When was it for you guys where it kind of clicked, where you – you're running in practice, this, you know, maybe it's your first year, your sophomore year, where you're like, you're kind of on autopilot. You're like, oh, I get this. Like you just, you know, when does it become like second nature? Is it different for everybody? Or do you think there's kind of like one kind of moment? I personally think it's different for everybody, but um, I think for like me and Ben and, and for Maka, um, especially like we had, like had talked about this before. I think it was like when the season was winding down freshman year and then and then like like the last like four or five games into the summer before sophomore year, that was like the time where it was like, yo, like this finally makes sense. Like I know why I'm running to this spot like right now because it was just like, before it was like okay like I know I have to get here and get to point A and then get to point B but I don't really know like what doing A can like help 
the like team and um a uh, uh, kind of thing so so when we finally learned like what we were doing like has a much greater impact than that specific play like that's when it like finally started to like click i, yeah, a, I don't think there, uh, oh, go ahead, go no, ahead. No, no, i was gonna say i have like a related question um because i feel like I, i've worked mike and i have both worked at different schools clearly but like when i'm at basketball practices and granted i didn't play high school basketball so you're going to be informing me here I <laughs> um i feel like everybody runs plays that have the same names yeah right? and it's like i'll be at a school and it's like we're running horns right and i'm like mm -hmm. in my mind i'm like how does everybody run horns like is it the yeah. same play everywhere or is there like slight variations um there's like there are a few slight variations with like how things could be run because in the ivy league like pretty much everybody plays similarly so we we pretty much play like a princeton offense um we play so columbia offense we play columbia offense. yeah well yeah we play a columbia so we play a Colum let's, let's, yeah, yeah. yeah you got caught there <laughs> <laughs> so we play uh, um a columbia offense so it it like has so many similarities to what the other teams in the ivy like like do as well so so like we'll literally call a play and then they'll be like, yo, like they're running this, but like their play is like slightly different to what our play um, does or, or, or the, or the, or the effect of what kind of like, basically what I'm trying to say is, is like, although they may have similar names, they're not all the same because of the slight variations that the coach from the specific school kind of like, puts into it like like coach angles likes to have like a lot of like motion and, and, and like a lot of like like extensive cutting from pretty much everybody so i feel like we cut more than a lot of other teams in the ivy league so that's like something that like kind of differentiates us from a lot of the offenses and at, at the other schools all right ben i didn't know if you were going to say something i cut you off before oh no worries um i guess to your question uh, a lot of a lot of uh, schools have plays that are called horns, I guess, because there's specific concepts that most offenses in the country run. And like, for example, horns is also about the way that you set up um, the offense, like initially when you're getting into the play. So just in terms of stuff like that, I think I guess a lot of schools find it easier to just describe the kind of the shape in which everybody's in. So like they call stuff horns or they call other plays similar concepts that other schools do yeah i'm gonna go one more question on offense we've taken a deeper dive than i expected on it but it's chalk little, talk here it's, it's, no, it's not chalk talk no, just kidding chalk talk. but you know when you're playing a princeton or a pen do you notice from year to year like they run the same plays but there's a slight variation depending on who's like stepped up or like different personnel like does that happen from year to year too definitely um for example I think we've seen Princeton and even Yale a little bit change their offenses towards what the strengths of their players are. So for example, um, Princeton, ever since I've been here, Princeton kind of has added a, a post-up component for their three-man because their three-man is uh, pretty successful in the post. So they add certain things that they know their players do well but besides that, like Ike said, a lot of the offenses in the Ivy League are very similar and run similar concepts. So I think it does, like for the majority, it does stay constant from year to year based of it. Well, Ben, I, w I want to talk to you a little bit because this is your first time with us and you know, you're, you've got a tradition of, of having your family members come to Columbia. So talk to us a little bit about that for those that might not be aware. Yeah, so my sister, played on the women's tennis team here and she graduated in 2018 and my brother was a place kicker on the football team and he graduated in 2020 so and I am I am class of 2022 obviously on the men's basketball team but I don't think any of us really planned on going to the same school my brother I know wasn't really dead set on going to Columbia just because my sister D was there at the time and I personally was viewing a lot of different schools but I it just worked out the way it did and I think we've all been 
pretty happy with how our experiences have been. So um, we, are, we are all lucky to have been kind of in the same city at the same time. Yeah. What was it like, you know, what was it like one year you guys were all together on campus? I didn't have a year with my sister, but she was working. She was working in New York City. So we would get together probably once or twice a month and go get, go get some food or something like that. But I saw my brother a little more often because we had two years overlap here. Your brother went on to play at Vanderbilt, correct? Yeah. Although I don't know if he ever played. He um, ended up, yeah, he ended up opting out uh, due to COVID uh, health concerns. Yeah. But yeah, he was looking forward to it, but unfortunately it just didn't work out. I gotcha. Well, that's really, I mean, that's awesome. But I mean, I, I you know, I, I did, you know, I'm going to be honest. I didn't know that your brother was Oren, you know, and I've been here long enough to know who Oren is. And then, but I haven't been here long enough to know your sister. I don't know if Mike knew your sister when she was on the women's tennis team. Hmm. Yeah. He's shaking his head. Yes. At me. Yeah. Greg was here. We it's, like, it's kind of well-documented like there's three Milsteins. That... <laughs> it's well-documented guys, but here I am. Yep. <laughs> here for five years your own little <laughs> world in my own world from the statue of liberty i've actually been here for five years that's really what's been going on, that's what's been going on. um kind of i mean kind of bouncing topics on you guys but um this got brought up in our first part of our podcast and it's something that's got brought up on our other podcast as well um that people have taken up really interesting hobbies in the pen in the time of the pandemic and i feel like we've talked to a few people who like uh on on the on the women's portion before this like all of a sudden like interested in the stock market never knew anything about the stock market and like all of a sudden now they're kind of investing a little bit we've talked to uh actually earlier today on a staff call we saw our archery coach derek davis was building an rv and planning wow. to go, yeah, I'm not saying any of you are building an RV and planning to go cross country. I mean, that's kind of, it's kind of crazy. We've talked to some people who have gone skydiving, right? Have done something crazy during the, something they probably would have never otherwise done. So just got to ask you guys, you get anything over the last year that you've done or you started to do uh, that's just, you know, driven by the pandemic. You're like, I never would have done this if it wasn't for this. Um, I think for me personally, um, I just wanted to like find a, find ways to like make my body feel like as great as it could possibly feel. So I took up yoga. Nice. So like nice. I probably like do yoga like three times a day, like for like 30, 40 minutes, like each session or whatever. Okay. And, and I've also like um, kind of switched to like a form of veganism. So that's something completely new that I didn't really think that I'd be able to do it but like now that I'm doing it, like it, it just seems super normal. So nice. yeah, yeah. I learned how to ride a bike. I, <laughs> I never knew how to do that growing up. I was always on a, a bike with training wheels. Just this never, yeah, I never learned how. And wasn't on the Ivy League application. No, no, thankfully no. didn't require it. So how, when did you learn, I assume over the last summer uh, and mm -hmm. who taught you? Uh, I think it was a, I was a combination of some of my teammates um, later on when we got back here, helped me with it a little bit. And then when I ended up going back home, uh, we, uh, we started working on it a little bit, me and my dad. And I mean, it took, I don't think it took very long. It was, he was, helping me. Dying. <laughs> he was helping me for like a day or two. And then I was pretty much, yeah, I was pretty much good after that. That's awesome, though. Is there any videos of this? Do we have videos? I was, I was, I was actually there for one of Ben's uh, practice runs. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Because, like, Ben and Randy actually learned how to ride bikes at the same time. Oh, my goodness. And it was just so funny watching them because <laughs> that is probably, like, or, or back then, Ben was probably, like, one of the worst bike riders I've ever seen in my life. I like I like having seen him now, but I just hope that he has improved because he would not have been able to he would not have been able to like bike it. Going on he's going on a cross country bike ride next month. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's to that RV. That's to Derek Davis's RV. That's right. You and Derek Davis. Oh my goodness. I mean, so there's no video, there's no video of the training sessions here. I don't I think know. Ty might have a video. No. 
I was say it would be a great would be a great plug for the podcast. How did you learn? So how did you? I know you said you had teammates and stuff. I mean, did you have to just learn without the wheels? You just went without the wheels the whole time. So the training the first, wheels, I mean. The first, yeah, there was no training wheels involved at all. <laughs> okay. The first step was they were just. <laughs> this is so funny to me, but they were like holding me <laughs> as I would bike, and then eventually, like they allowed me to grab the bike they tell you when they let go was it like like that moment where your dad doesn't tell you that he let go yeah kind of (laughs) kind of but i i think i was more aware at this time where i'm constantly looking around trying not to fall but yeah i just kept pedaling i guess that's the key was it on like campus or was it on 120th street uh i think it was in the park i think it was in riverside okay which is pretty difficult to learn in to be honest (laughs) back home to get it um well that's i mean we we never know what's going to come out of that question and that is that is another awesome response so sorry ike ike you had a good response too but the, the, the bike story <laughs> the bike story just takes the cake here i'm happy that ben went, i'm happy you went first and ben went second that's like that's like somebody it's like a it's like a maid of honor best man situation where somebody gives a great speech and then somebody else has got to follow you gotta follow it no, yeah, it's no good you need you need the not you need the so-so speech first <laughs> <laughs> before before you have anything else uh so ben i actually want to ask you because I, I i noticed that you're from boca mm-hmm. originally so because i cover the women's basketball team do you do you happen to know hannah pratt at all she's also from boca yeah we're really good friends now we didn't really know each other in high school i think did you we go to the same high school? Didn't no, we didn't go to the, she went to Boca High and I went to a school called St. Andrews. So they were okay. really close. We played, we played Boca High every year, but we didn't, we didn't really know each other. I think we knew of each other, but we became really good friends and we still are good friends now. That's awesome. Do you, uh, are you one of the people in the crowd at the women's basketball games? Uh, unfortunately, when you can be, I guess uh, it's, yeah. it's kind of tough. It's kind of yeah. tough. It's kind of tough My when, brother play, is, when you're in but, season. Yeah. Warren? Is Orn one of the is Orn one of the people holding up the shoes when Abby's shoe makes a, a basket? Yeah, I think he, he was That's the, amazing. the shoe crew. Is that what the they, shoe crew? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think he was part of that for a little now, bit. Now, did they dub themselves a shoe crew or did they uh come up with that somewhere? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I could I could ask him, but I'm not sure if it was created by like social media for uh, for the women's team or not, but I have no idea. You're you're an honorary member of the shoe crew, Ben. Okay. I guess I am. I guess yeah. I am. She's also a South Florida product, so yeah. Shout out the shoe crew. South shoe. Florida is just a terrible place to live. Oh. <laughs> terrible. I mean, oh. is it so? You well now you have to defend Maryland, Ike. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. know about that. Maryland is supreme to South Florida um, for one reason and one reason only. Crab cakes. Yes, I was literally. That's what I, that's what I was gonna. I was like, this better be going this direction. Crabs. Yep. <laughs> There's no way he was about to say crabs. There's no way he was about to say. I think he. I think really? he, I think he got him out. I think he. I think he got him out of that answer. Mike saved him. <laughs> he did. He did. I've been to. Uh, I've been to Camden Yards once, where the Orioles play. Yeah. And it was an experience because I did not realize that I could get like good crab cakes. At a baseball oh, yeah. game. A baseball yeah. game. Sure. I was just like, this is I mean, you know, growing up in New York and going to Mets games as a Mets fan, you're not getting crab cake sandwiches at the <laughs> stadium. Well, you are at City Field now. I I, I mean everything. They have do they have crab cake sandwiches? Sure they do. I There's wouldn't get food. I don't know. When I go to City Field, City Field when like, I go to City Field, granted it's been a while. I didn't go all of last year. Clearly, nobody did. <laughs> um I get the saw the premium sausage and peppers sandwich and i always tell the guy load it up with the peppers and onions please look because sometimes i just put a little bit on there and i'm like no as much peppers and onions are, as another podcast we're talking about food that's right i'm always yeah. going to bring it back to food i'm always going to bring it back to food 100 percent. that's really what the people are here to talk right, about so what, what are your like arena slash ballpark go-tos what are you going for ben uh i don't i'm not really a big fan of baseball but i do love Football. You did say arena yeah, any sporting event what do you sporting event go to session you're going to i'm a huge miami dolphins fan um it's like i don't it's an obsession i think at this point so 
I could I'd probably go to Hard Rock and grab a hot dog or something. Just watch the Miami Dolphins hopefully win, even though they haven't done that uh, a lot in the last twenty years. They were they were pretty good last year. Yeah, they were barely missed the playoffs, but shout out to Danny Flores' brother Brian. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Old equipment guy, head coach. Sir. What about you, Ike? I mean, is it the crab cake sandwiches? Are you going to you going to basketball? Who do you who do you root for on the NBA? Do you root for a player? Do you root for a team? I am a huge Miami Heat fan. Surprising. Okay. Um, because Dwayne Wade was my it, it were, or is my favorite player ever. Yeah. Um, so just like ever since like two thousand five, like since I could like re- like remember like actually like 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 visibly watching basketball my dad has always like watched Miami Heat so ever since then I've just loved um the Miami Heat I've never actually been to 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 the American Airlines um arena though which sucks but I have been to my most favorite like my most favorite arena that I've ever been to probably Staples Center like that's crazy like I, I would say either either Staples Center or, or Madison Square Garden, yeah. It's yeah, probably Stable Center, though. It's yeah, probably Stable Center. That... So good, good segue, Ike. Let's talk about a couple of years ago when you all played at Madison Square Garden, beat Iona, and what's that experience like? Is it something like, do you walk in there, do you kind of feel the history? Like, you're, are you thinking about all the great players and people who have gone through those halls and everything like that when you walk in that first time? I, like, well, my first initial thought was, yo, like, the Knicks play here like this is crazy like like we're, we're about to play on the same court as them like and and for some reason like I just like felt like like there were so many people there I, I'm, not, I'm not sure how many people were actually there for our game but like every time that I would look up like I would just like see so many people and I was like whoa like I like, like that was like the first time that I felt like like I, I, I was like not like the center of of, of, of of attention but like I felt like where everybody was just like literally just looking directly at the game because at the games in Levian um you, you can kind of like let like make out with like people's faces and stuff so it's not really that like type of like arena type feel but when but but like at, at Madison Square Garden like people were like directly just looking down on us and it was just yeah. crazy that's the lighting effect the that's lighting situation but you're yeah. not on stage and it makes, yeah. makes everything else dark so you just kind of you can't really make out everybody's faces but you just feel like yeah i'm going to share yeah. an inside at columbia athletic secret when we got the new lights in levian a few years ago we were trying to somewhat recreate that we can't obviously do it at the level of madison square garden but if you notice during games we do kind of dim the lights over the bleachers to kind of give it that effect yeah yeah so if anybody's ever noticed that lighting secret this is on, you only get this kind of content here, folks. Only here. Only. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Ben, how about for you? Let's touch upon your experience of you know just walking out of that tunnel and getting warming up and just kind of being able to feel the atmosphere. Yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy to me. I don't think it really hit me until after when we left that. I think my dad and my entire family actually I think was there so it was like after the game they're just like you were you were really playing on on like in the garden and so I think that's when it really hit me for me I don't know it it wasn't it like you you could feel you could feel the energy there's a little more nerves than there usually is but after after the game it was like wow that's that's probably something I'll be telling my kids about and stuff like that it was like that kind of a moment for me after. Sorry, Damn, that was pretty touching, bro. Uh, they say I'm really uh, uh, blessed to be able to speak. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, very sentimental, bro. Mm-hmm. We're gonna play. We're gonna play it, Mike. We're gonna play it again. Is that? Can we do it? Is it? Is this a broadcast thing, or is this a? It's like only a basketball thing. It's anything we want. It's anything we want. It's our. It's our show. This is the Inside Columbia Basketball Podcast presented by Vandewater. And now we're going to play, I can't remember, Rapid Fire. Rapid Fire. Uh, Quick, quick little addition today of Rapid Fire as we wrap up this podcast. Uh, What we're going to do, Ike and Ben, is I'm going to ask you each 
uh, a couple questions and you're going to give me rapid response. First response that comes to mind. And uh, I may not ask both of you the same questions. I may, I may ask you one question that's similar, but just so you can't prepare your answer while I'm asking the other one, I'm not going to ask you both the same questions. All right. All here, right. We here we go. I may ask you to follow up. I may not. We'll see. All right. I don't think I've done this yet. Ike, in one word, describe your teammate, Ben Milstein. Electric. Electric. All right, Ben, I'm going to ask you the same question in one word, Ike. Uh, committed. All right. So we've got electric and committed right here on the podcast. That's, that's, that's the name of this episode, Mike. It's the electric committed episode. <laughs> no. Right there, right there. Uh, all right, Ben, if you could be any age other than what you are right now, and I have to clarify an age that you have lived before, not an age. I've lived that, before? Uh, yeah, an age that you okay. have been in your life before, not some age that is in the future that you haven't been yet. Because okay, that was, that was, somebody was like 24, and I was like, how old are you? <laughs> like, I don't know. I just think 24 is going to be a great year. I was like, yeah. okay. All right. If, if you could be, if you go back to, to one age other than the age that you are right now, what, what, what age would that be? What was a good age in your life? Probably 18. All right. Um, I guess it was you. You feel like you're freshman year of college. Adult. I think that was actually my senior year of high school. Okay. So it okay. was just. I guess I would just you know reflect on that. Eighteen. Nice. Uh, Ike. I would say seventeen. Yeah, seventeen, eighteen. Um, for me personally, just because I feel like if I like knew everything that I knew now about like like basketball and about like like health and stuff like that. I would have benefited way more than just from knowing that type of stuff back then, for sure. Good. All right, Ike, uh, favorite homemade meal? Um, I would have to go with my mom's jollof rice. It's an African, a, 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 a kind of a Nigerian meal. Yeah, yeah I got to describe what that meal is. Okay, for, so... For us folk who don't so, know. <laughs> um, it's pretty much like fried like brown slash yellow rice um with like oh, my mom puts like all these different types of like spices and and, and all these different type of powders I, I personally don't even know how to make it but it, it's pretty much like brown like like brownish like fried rice with like chicken sometimes she she puts beefs like sometimes she, she she might put shrimp in it um but it's like picture chinese fried rice but like less greasy and oily and like and like more healthy and with like like peppers and spices and like chicken and stuff in it you're trying to say the chinese food that i eat for dinner isn't <laughs> isn't healthy for me is that what you're trying to tell me i mean i mean it, it, it definitely has some sort of like health aspect to it but <laughs> not i can't really keep me alive that's the health aspect it'll keep me alive <laughs> for the time being uh, all right, Ben, what are we watching on? Uh, what's favorite show? What are we watching? If you had it, as soon as we're off this podcast, you're turning on Netflix. What are you, what are we watching? Oh, wow. Um, right now I'm watching this new show called the last kingdom. Uh, it's Yo, that is a great show. That is great a great show. show. Utrish. Oh, yeah. Utrish. Yeah. I'm oh, really, my, God, I'm... my wife and I watch it. We watched the first few seasons of the last kingdom. We haven't, so they, they moved it to Netflix. Yeah. Uh, and when they, and when Netflix, basically got ownership of it like we watched like an episode or two but it just didn't have the same feel i don't know how far you are into i'm see, like season three episode three so are you on the netflix episodes now like yes that netflix made yeah yeah I, I, I think so i'm at the point i think they just gave up skade i believe her name is yeah okay. back to um the danes if so, you're watching wait show, hold, didn't i put you on to that thing? you did you did I, <laughs> oh I, I, you did he did uh, like months ago i definitely watched all of season one and two it's been a while it's been a while like it's been a it might even been it's been at least a couple of years since i've last watched the last kingdom but really great, i like it great show is, it sounds is it game of thrones kind of or? it is yeah. but it isn't there's not there's there, there's not like the fantasy aspect yeah not my cup of tea sorry mm -hmm. there's not there's no <laughs> but it's like it's based on it's actually based on real events yeah um mm -hmm. it is it's based on like uh like what what century are they in I think it's like, yeah, ninth century. Oh, yeah. my wife's yelling from the other room. 800? Eight, so the ninth century. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, there's actually like, if you look up some of the characters in that, 
in that series they're real they are real people yeah, they're real people yeah yeah crazy yeah like uh what's his what's his name the the kind of the king of the you know he's trying to like reunite england alfred? alfred yeah king alfred yeah, yeah he yeah. was he was a real person um based on a real that character's based on a real and i'm pretty sure like utrid is based on a real person too utrid son yeah. of utrid utrid son of utrid that's right i am utrid son of utrid <laughs> <laughs> Mike, I told you about this show one time and you laughed in my face. Now look at us. I can't even get people to like, I can't get soccer players to talk about Ted Lasso and you were able to pull this show out. Oh, I didn't. <laughs> oh, we're going to have to put the censor over that. <laughs> that was amazing. Yeah, that was funny too. That was a, a classic moment from the fall. Like I just got done watching the first season of Ted Lasso on Apple. And I was like, oh, we're talking to men's soccer players. Like, they have to have watched it. Like, it's, it's a soccer show. Yeah. Like, they're like, what do you guys think of Ted Lasso? And it's just like, no, no. I, what's that? What is that? What is that on? I'm like, what? <laughs> and wow. it's make us won an Emmy or a Golden Globe. So people do watch it. People can. Kevin Anderson, Kevin Anderson, <laughs> Kevin Anderson went yeah, and watched it after that. He sought out my phone number and texted me. He's like, I just watched Ted Lasso. It's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, he loved it. I think I think the fact that it's that it's an Apple TV exclusive is what a lot of people hadn't watched it or yeah. seen it. Because I, I I don't have Apple TV. I thought you had to have, like, this is how I sound like a really old person. I thought, I didn't know Apple TV was like a TV subscription thing. I thought it was like, you had to have an Apple TV. But everybody gets a free year. Like that's the thing. Like, really? Yeah, free year. Apparently, you get a free year of Apple TV. We're giving you a plug Apple TV, so Apple Plus. Yeah. Give me another. I didn't know. I didn't know it was like a subscription (laughs) service. I use. I I have Netflix. I have Hulu. I use Hulu Live. Tough to have everything. I understand. For my cord cutting, I know. I just like what else? I don't even have Amazon Prime, like Prime TV, because I'm like, I don't, I don't, I I can't watch enough that I pay for right now. Do you have? (laughs) What's that? You have an Amazon Prime account? Just I don't have a Prime account. No, I have like regular Amazon. I have like three regular Amazon accounts because you know you forget which email address you signed up with, and then all of a sudden you have three accounts. So, all right, another story for another day. But S, Utrid, son of Utrid. That's exactly how. So the the reason we Mike, it's like it's like a big meme from the show. Uh, because it's like every episode as soon as the intro music starts you know it's like it's almost like you forget and it's like it's like so instantaneous as soon as the intro music starts it's just like i am utrid son of utrid and then the intro music goes <laughs> it's amazing that note, we're gonna call it quits for this week thanks to ike and ben for joining us uh we'll be back next week as we get to wind down inside columbia basketball season three presented by vandewater so guys thanks so much for taking some time today good catching up with you stay well talk to you soon so shoot a bow and arrow at us yes sir (laughs) (laughs) thank you guys all right thank you you guys coming on so we'll be back next friday for a brand new episode check us out on twitch all the major podcast platforms Uh, search for columbia athletics and subscribe today for kyle matrician i'm mike falski we'll talk to you next week 